Well, we begin tonight with a story we've been talking about a lot recently. Frustrations with passengers and advocates accusing Air Canada of giving them the runaround when it comes to refunds and compensation for delayed or cancelled flights. Uh, one traveler is told she'd get a $60 e-coupon rather than the direct refund she was entitled to for a baggage delay. Um, and on Tuesday, the airline canceled a flight from Nashville to Toronto, citing a technical issue. But the same plane took off for Boston an hour later. Air Canada says it abides its obligations under the passenger's rights charter. We've also been hearing a lot of horror stories from people trying to cross the country, trying to get from point A to point B to point C, and running into absolute terrible issues as they try to do that, specifically in some of the country's biggest airports, specifically Toronto. Well, a BC woman is back home in the Okanagan after what she calls a travel nightmare. After a flight from Kelowna, she was stuck at the Toronto International Airport for five days. It all began on June 14th when she, like so many of us who are heading out on a holiday, boarded an Air Canada flight from Kelowna to Montreal. And Carla Leanweber joins us now to tell us more. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. So tell me about this trip. I mean, was this the first thing you had planned after a couple of years? And where were you headed? Well, that's right. Um, I have been very lucky to have traveled the world consecutively um, over the years, uh, extensively over the years. And I just wasn't able to get my head around COVID. And I thought, well, you know, the only province territory I've not visited is our Labrador and Newfoundland. So back in the fall, I booked a tour to Newfoundland. And I went on Aeroplan Points. And um, as you said, I did leave. Um, the, my, my day started at 4 a.m. on Tuesday, June 14th. It was an hour and a half ride to get to the Kelowna Airport. We did leave on time. It was Air Canada. And I got to Montreal um, probably mid-afternoon. And, okay. you know, there might have been a tail time at that point because we were stuck on the tarmac. There was not sufficient ground crew that was able to bring us in um, to, to the walkway and that. So we waited a good hour on that. And then it just went downhill from then. So from Montreal, you then wind up in Toronto. Yeah. So that night in Montreal, we were told that our connecting flight to Newfoundland, which was going to supposed to be later on in that evening, it was canceled. So we were able to get um, a hotel, got in the hotel about 2 o'clock Wednesday morning, showed up at the airport in Montreal Wednesday morning, waited about eight hours for our flight. That would be the second night, which was Wednesday. It was cancelled again. Then we were told that we might have a better chance of getting to Newfoundland east by going to Toronto, which was west, and then going from there. Uh, they put us on uh, a scheduled 5, 10 a.m. flight on Thursday morning. They canceled that. We got out on a 9 o'clock flight that Thursday morning with, again, for the third night in a row, a scheduled flight to Newfoundland that Thursday evening, which they canceled again. Shortly after they canceled that flight, which was three nights in a row, I got a text that said that flight would go on the Saturday. Now, keep in mind that I've basically been in transit Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'd had it. Uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, I was absolutely exhausted. Um, luggage was lost by Air Canada, both in Montreal and Toronto. I finally did get it. And I ended up um, booking a flight to WestJet and I arrived home at about 10 p.m. on Saturday, June 18th, which was five so, full days later. 
So from Tuesday, 4 a.m., you leave home, you get back on Saturday at 10 p.m., and the furthest you made it, furthest east you made it was Montreal. Montreal, correct. Um, And two of those nights, I was able to have a bed in a hotel. The rest of the nights, I slept on the floor or in chairs at the airport. People were spread and sleeping on tabletops in the restaurant, at the restaurant. They were sleeping on the floors. Um, It was the most horrific and traumatic airport and airline experience I've ever experienced in my life. And you've been, as you mentioned earlier, you've traveled a lot. So you I, know how, I have. you know your I planes, have, you know how this all works. Yeah. What, what kind of communication did you have um, over your days in Toronto as your as these flights are being cancelled? Are you being told or are you just getting these alerts saying, because I, I booked well, a, a flight recently too, and all you do is you get an email that says, we're sorry we've changed our itiner- your itinerary again. Oh yeah, and the text and that that come in, um, that last third night in a row, um, the gate was changed, I'm thinking a minimum of four, possibly five times in a two-hour period. And, you know, at this point, when you've been basically been living in the airport since Tuesday, you know, you're sitting in the waiting lounge, you know, your shoes are off, you might be having a snack, your bags are there, and then you have to pick up and run. And literally, it was four to five gate changes in a, in a two-hour period. And then again, it never, it never left. Did you have any communication with the airline at all? Were they, were they trying oh, to make sure very, you were okay? Very little. Um, there is such a poor um, accountability to Air Canada. And, you know, I do not fault the staff that are working there. I truly don't. It's the, um, the higher-ups in Air Canada that, that have done this. And in between the, um, the catering staff that is on the plane to the ground crew to the customer service, and I say service very lightly at this point, to the agents at the counters. There's so few people, and everybody is so frustrated and tired, and, you know, there's not enough people to to deal with what they have done with booking all these people on the flights that they can't equip. And I guess you had no notice, right? I mean, it would have been nice perhaps when you were leaving uh, or before you left for them to say, listen, there are some issues with your connector flight. Would you like to make, make a decision as to whether you're going to embark on this journey or not? Well, interesting that when I booked that flight back in the fall, I had a minimum of six changes on the itinerary from Air Canada. Right. Six times they changed my flight time and that. And coming home, they ended up having to put me through Vancouver where I had to stay and pay for a hotel, which, of course, never actually did happen because I never did get to Newfoundland. Um, so, yeah, they changed it uh, a m- multiple amounts of times from when I originally booked it in the fall. And the did sad you have part any tra- is, yeah. Sorry, the sad part is I never did get to Newfoundland. Yeah. It, it was no, I know. You never got your... No. Yeah. The... And any, any response from them now? Have you heard from them at all since? I have not. I, I, the only um, generic um, online response I got was we received your message. I did file a claim with Air Canada, and they have got 30 days, which is going to be July 24th before they have to get back to me. And obviously, I mean, in this, but you did manage to stay in a hotel a few nights. But how much, how much money are you out? I mean, this was a plan. So you obviously you had all, like many people, you had all kinds of things booked for oh, when I you did. arrived. And this is yeah. all that was all. You were a no show essentially, of course. Yeah, my my tour alone in Newfoundland was fifty four hundred dollars. 
Um, I'm fighting with Aeroplan because they won't credit me some of the Aeroplan points that, I mean, I never did reach my destination. They're refusing to give me my Aeroplan points from Kelowna to Montreal. Um, I've had it out with Air Canada, with my insurance companies, um, Visa. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. We'll take a quick break. Uh, Carla, I did want to, I mean, you made a really interesting point when I spoke to you first, uh, just about how there were a lot of other people in your position as well. Some who weren't going on holiday, some who were headed off to do many other things and just how much more difficult it was for them too. Uh, we'll get to that right after this. We've been talking a lot the past little while on the show, just about the chaos at some Canadian airports. And we're hearing a story now that just defines what's been going on. Carla Laneweber, uh, began her journey. Uh, from Kelowna on June 14th. She made it as far east as Montreal. She was headed to Newfoundland, wound up back in Toronto, allegedly to catch a uh, quicker flight to Newfoundland, to St. John's, and then never made it any further. Five days later, landed back in BC and went home. Uh, Carla, how are you you feeling about this now? And, and, And what advice do you have to travelers out there just about setting off on these holidays? Well, honestly, um, it's been about three weeks and I have had an emotional meltdown every day for those last three weeks. I go from episodes of crying jags to just fits of rage and anger. Um, I know it'll take time to get through it. Um, my advice to people, you know, don't fly right now. They, they say it's going to maybe pick up and things get back to normal in the fall. But I, I think your only other option, again, I mean, we're talking three summers in a row, is perhaps staycations. And I know the cost of gas and that. But, I mean, I even look at photos now of airports on the news or a Google link, and I just start to get um, wimpy. I, I just, uh, I am still such emotionally drained from this episode that, that happened and yet, I mean, just how you describe, if you've traveled around the world, you know, you're obviously a seasoned, resilient traveler. What do you think it is I about am. this experience that, that touched you so so profoundly? You know, I, I, I said, in fact, that I felt like I was in a hostage situation. I felt so defenseless, so out of control. Um, a lot of my travels have taken me to third world countries, Eastern Africa, Cambodia, Laos, where I've traveled on my own. I have never felt so out of control and so helpless and so stranded as I have been in my own country in Toronto and Montreal. There was one point I did befriend um, a mother and her daughter from Alberta. They had personal reasons to get to Deer Lake and family. And at one point she said to me, we are stranded. We need to call the RCMP. That is how desperate we were. And the two biggest airports in the country. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really, this is... Yeah, you, absolute you, chaos. You, will you, are you going to set out again? Are you, are you, do you feel like you'll be able to pack yeah, your you bags know, and head I, out I'm pretty resilient, you know, for 66 years old, and I am pretty stubborn and darn determined, and there's still a lot of parts of the world that I've not seen that I would like to see. Um, but I mean, Air Canada has got to get their act together. And, um, you know, it is our airline. It is our Canadian airline. And I am just so absolutely disgusted with the whole bureaucracy of it that um, I, I'm livid. But then again, you know, I'm having breakdowns every day, too. So it, it'll take time to get over it. But um, I will not let this, let this lie. You can bet on it. 
Yeah, what, what will you do? What, what are you hoping uh, to do and, and what will you like to see happen? And do you think it'll happen? Well, I, I've actually, I, I did put a claim into to Air Canada and I know if that does not get um, fulfilled to my expectancy of what I expect, then I have another um, arm length that I can go to beyond there. Um, I have some minimal insurance and um, I, I did have two insurance companies. One will not cover me on what happened. The other one will. That, that's another story to get into. Um, but I've also talked to a lawyer. I have, I had, my question was about actually um, doing a, a tort lawsuit against Air Canada. I, I am that livid right now. You're that mad. Small claims yeah. court is one of the one of the issues that we were we asked this question of an expert of uh, this week actually or, or late, late last week and small claims court was one of the uh, options that he pointed out. I'm not sure that would work uh, in your case. Um, you must have been really looking forward to this trip, though. I mean, I, I guess part of the problem too, or part of what the, the impact of it was that you would probably mentally prepared to, for this journey and how great it was going to be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'd thought about it since the fall. Well, I mean, all, all during COVID, you know, I normally take a major trip every year. And um, I, I thought, well, again, you know, like I said before, I've not been to Newfoundland Labrador. I've heard fabulous things about it. So I thought this is the trip for me now. And yes, I can completely planned ahead of it in that. Um, the tour, like I said, I lost $5,400 on the tour. After the tour ended, I had a and b booked in the southeast corner of Newfoundland for a week. Um, I mean, that's all that fell through. That was three weeks of, of holiday time that's gone. But again, you know what? It was just a holiday for me. These other people, like I mentioned, that I befriended, and like I said, they had family issues to get back to. Another woman, her brother had died in Newfoundland. She was going back to the funeral. You know, these people all lost their flight. You know, whether they, I know the one couple, um, the mother and daughter, they, they flew back to Edmonton. They never did get to Newfoundland. And you did the so, same, right? I mean, I, I, I read that interview that you, that you gave, uh, that you did with Global News, and, and you said, you know, you stepped up, and you were still hoping to get there, and then realized, it's, it's just, I'm just going to I was, yeah. You know, and I, you know, I looked at the days of the tour, and I thought at that point, you know, Air Canada was trying to get me out on the Saturday. Well, that's like a, a third of the way into the tour already, you know, so there was no way. And I think at that point on the Saturday, they were in Labrador, and you know, for me to, 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 to monetarily and, and physically get there at that point, and, and I was so exhausted. I mean, I was just so mentally, physically wrecked at that point. Um, thank God for WestJet. Um, I was able to get a very expensive ticket back on WestJet. Um, but, um, you know, and I mentioned, too, on the, the, the TV program, at that point in the check-in at WestJet, I absolutely collapsed. I, I yeah. collapsed. I had my cart, my luggage, my suitcase my purse on top of me and people were so good you know they came and they were picking me up and a WestJet agent was right there and put me in a wheelchair I mean that was just absolutely humiliating degrading and I'd had it at that point I was just drained well Carla I really hope you get to see Newfoundland because it is a lovely place I've been I have family there and and, and I, I hope you find some I hope you get something that answers that you're looking for in the near future thank you so much for sharing that story with us tonight, I appreciate it. I hope you. Uh, I hope. I hope you feel better. And I thank you for airing my story and sharing it. Thank you.